Back deep to receive it for Texas is Xavier Worthy. There's a snap back to Rico, and the kick is away. Boom! Skyscraping punt. Back paddling, feeling at the 26-yard line. Worthy escapes one tackle, turns up center field, 35-40. And to midfield, there he goes outside. Say goodnight to this one. He's going deep. He has Mitchell open in the end zone. He caught it. Touchdown, Texas. Adonai Mitchell somehow just wandered back behind the defense, leaped in the air. The ball settled in, and it's a long run touchdown, a 30-yard touchdown pass from Malik Murphy to A.D. Mitchell. Slowest at the right hash in the shotgun. Has the snap. Back to throw with some time. Sets up over the middle ball. Tip intercepted. Picked off. It's Michael Taft. Taft to the 40. Takes it outside to the 35. To the 30. Mookie to the 20. Taft to the 10. And it'll be first and goal, Texas. Mookie Taft, his second interception in as many weeks, brings it back inside the 10. It'll be first and goal, Texas. And off blue. To the left side. Turns it outside. Jaden Blue down the sidelines. 20. second Big 12 Conference opponent without a touchdown in a game this season. Final score this afternoon from Darrell K. Royal, Texas Memorial Stadium in Austin. Texas Longhorns 35, the BYU Cougars 6. Second straight week, everybody, we have another Cougar slaying. This time it goes to the Brigham Young University Cougars. That's right, the Texas Longhorns have taken down BYU in their one and only matchup for the foreseeable future in the Big 12 as conference foes, 35-6. to For anybody that didn't know, we were having issues figuring out the intro, but that's the intro. <laughs> That, that is need. the intro, Creighton. And, uh, you know, it's funny. When he's mentioned Brigham Young, I always think of the South Park episode. Dum, 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 dum. Have you seen that oh, episode where, where they talk about the creation of Mormonism? Look, South Park's very... We're not going to go too much into South Park, but I just seem to always think of that episode. It's a catchy song. Dum, 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 I've started dum, to watch dum, that more. Really? It's Yeah, I have. I have. I didn't for the longest time. It wasn't that I resented it. I just, for the longest time, I just hadn't... Hadn't really watched it. My brother watches it a lot. And so I started catching on episodes. I was like, you know what? These guys always make me smile, it seems like, every time I watch it. Because I'm like, okay, that's extreme. Oh, South Park. Regardless, though, BYU. Great. Who, who, who are we? Who are we? Who are we? Oh, yeah, that's right. See, Joe doesn't let me do this anymore, so I haven't got to do it Because, <laughs> like, apparently, I don't, know where, I don't know where we got off in this fourth season that he was the so-called intro leader for the rest of the year, but I've kind of just taken it. And Not that's anymore. that. So Creighton. anyways, we are the Bevo Boys. My name is Creighton Branch. This is Joe Scanlon. This might be the first, sorry, either the first time you hear us or it also might be the last time you hear us because I'm not so sure that after Saturday we're not going to be too dead to ever do this again. But regardless oh of the fact, my God. I know. The, it's going to be a long day Saturday, which we'll get into here in a, late, in a little bit, folks. But... 
Before that, we got to talk about this win, this BYU win, 35-6. to Texas, once again, capping off two wins in a row, which is nice to see. Something that, if you've been a fan for us for a while, you realize is not always the case, especially coming off a loss from Oklahoma just a few weeks ago. They are able to get back to 7-1 and one for the first time, I think, in what, Joe? Best start I mean, since 8-0 in 2009. Sheesh. It's been a while. It's been a while, Horns fans, and... We are here. Quinn Ewers did not play. That's the story that we'll get into. Malik Murphy got the start. He's going to get the start on Saturday so we can talk about him going forward still. But, Joe, I picked them to lose, and I have to say, I say this all the time Shame. when I do this. Shame. I know. When Ding. I pick them to lose. Thank, as, as you heard earlier, exactly. I'm hitting myself with the cardboard. It's not cardboard. <laughs> it's uh, it's wood. Straight up wood with a rope. Every, every time... Every time I pick them to lose, I always say I hope I'm proven wrong. And I'm absolutely glad that I was proven wrong. You did, you you picked them to win. I just didn't know if they could do it off of a reeling win against Houston, who it didn't look so pretty. But you know what? With the backup quarterback in Murphy, they got the thing done, and they got it done. You could argue it was only a th- basically a 30-point win. You could argue it could have been a 45-point win. So congrats to Texas. They proved me wrong. Congrats to Texas indeed, Creighton. Um I guess we'll let you off from your shame uh, for for now. Thanks. For now. But 35-6. to six, Hey, by the way, buddy, you got the points right for the winning team. That really? You predicted 35-32, but you predicted BYU. So. I did. No and void. No and void. Sorry. Don't, no gift card for you. Sorry. Oh. Well, I'm getting closer, so. I'm getting That's closer. True. I love it. But, yeah. yeah, no. So, you know, it was a good – it was a – I want to say it was a good win, but like they were scaring me again in that second quarter. They were there was a moment, again. and there the was defense, a moment. The defense said, "Not today, not today, not on our watch." Defense played lights out. Jalen Ford led the team with eleven total tackles. I mean, you can't. Sweat had seven. Sweat was a monster up front. Yeah, that kid. Every every time that kid comes out each week, I'm just more and more convinced that he's going to be. Not just a, a really good NFL player. I hope he finds his way in the first round because he is he is that talented. I mean, when's the last time you've seen, and I'm just talking for us. I'm not talking about for anybody else, for Texas, a kid that size move as elegantly as he does. I haven't seen it in a while. It's it's pretty impressive. It's like a ballerina and, out there. Oh, I know. And when you got 350 pounds of whatever, you know, coming right at you and he can move you know, left to right is so quick. It, it, it's, it's awesome. And that's why you see him at the top of every tackle sheet. I, I, I'm so impressed with him. I'm impressed with the defense as a whole. You're absolutely right. Jalen Ford did amazing, man. I, I, I don't know where we would be. And this is probably too much of a conversation to get into, but I don't know where we'd be without these guys on the defense uh, right now. I don't know because they have really held their own over eight games for the most part. A love-hate relationship with Michael Taft continues. Oh, jeez. Yeah, an interception. It was a nice interception. He does, but then he and then it's not even in this game. But he has interception, and then he, then he gives up like a fifty-yard catch, and it's just like yo. And then he, and then he gives a, him a play. touchdown. And then he, and then he makes a good play. Yeah, and and so it's like it's love-hate. It's all love-hate. But we love you right now, Michael Taft. No way. Have, we haven't been giving out Stewart shirts. We haven't given out a single one. <laughs> Holy cow. There has been no reason. Yeah, it's weird. 
That's where we're at with this defense. There has not been a single one. Think about that. What are we gonna do? Literally, what are we gonna do for the BBs? Even Jalen Gilbo is. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sure. He almost had pick six. He did. He he almost did take it to the house. I'm sure maybe by the end of the year we will have at least one stooge at some point. We're gonna for the think. for the BB we're gonna have to be like um um pick close your eyes pick a pick a player oh hey <laughs> Terrence Brooks but he had a pick too so he had a good day as well yeah so hey it's it's good it's always good to win uh, let's talk Malik Murphy that's the that's the uh, main person we're gonna talk about here because I don't know first start first start and I can already tell you the ugliest throw I ever saw from him. Like, was he throwing a Dirk? Was he doing a Dirk on that interception? So I'm pretty sure okay. he had one leg up in the air. I'm pretty sure it was a fadeaway throw. <laughs> you talking about the really bad one that I freaked the, out on? The pick, on? yeah, the pick, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I will say that Steve did come into the presser afterwards, and he did say that the route was not run on that. And But that's not excusing Malik Murphy. I'm no. just telling you, I think that's why the interception happens. But what Steve said was... That would be an instance where he just needs to either throw it away or take the sack because the route wasn't there. Yeah. Which I totally believe is a first game starting situation that wouldn't happen in his fifth or sixth game. I think that's strictly because it was his first time getting out there and doing all that. Um, what we're not going to do, and I'm not accusing you of this, but what we're not going to do, because I know a lot of people are doing this, is we are not going to compare Malik Murphy's first start in real game action to Quinn Ewer's 12th start in game action. Because a lot of people are going to do that. They're going to look at Quinn from the last time he was out, and they're going to look at Malik Murphy, and they're going to say, well, this ain't anywhere close. Uh, that is not how this works. Malik Murphy got his first, 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 first Texas start. And it wasn't perfect, Joe, but he did get them to 35 points. Whether it was through running or not, he was the quarterback that that was there when they dropped 35 points. He had two touchdown passes. He had 14 of those 35 points himself. And then Brooks had a touchdown and Blue had a touchdown. So that's 28 points right there. Listen. And the, X, the X kickoff, the X punt return touchdown. So, hey, he got about half the points. Listen, don't – I'm going to die on this hill. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't, not, not the fact that he – obviously he didn't account for all the points like you just mentioned. That touchdown throw that he threw in the back to Adonai, I'm. Is that is that not like a, one of the sweeter balls you've seen this whole year? No, when it come, it, I mean, yeah, yeah, that uh, was pretty sweet. It, it, I mean, he he can throw the he's a pure passer that can throw the ball. I honestly think just as like nice as Quinn can. Now he's got a lot less starts. That's this or there. But when he throws the ball, he throws it harder than Quinn. And I'm not saying Quinn is a, is the worst quarterback. I'm just saying he throws it harder than Quinn. And I feel like he's got more control under his air, under the, on the ball, when he, when he goes long. I mean, it's almost like we don't even have deep passes with Quinn. That's not to say Quinn's the worst quarterback. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that when the ball is uh, – supposed to go 35 yards i believe it's going to get there malik murphy i'm not sure where that ball ends with quinn right now that's the problem that i think with that quinn's having right well and i saw this on twitter i was going to see your thoughts on this someone said malik murphy is a better deep ball thrower but quinn's a better intermediate ball thrower 
Probably so. Probably so. And I would like to see where Malik where Malik goes with that. If you, I don't think it's going to be. If he stops throwing another, at ninety five miles an hour, he could probably complete. He does more. throw. He throws a really hard, doesn't he? Which is in a way, it's it's it's. It, it would Brett be Ford nice did. to find the happy medium, but man, like it is a lot better than just floating some of those up that Quinn does. However, I agree with your statement. I would like to see where Malik. It's not going to happen because I I I think I honestly think that Quinn's going to be back by the time we get to Iowa, but. If let's say Malik had like seven games in a row starting, I would like to see where that intermediate check down passes, 10, 15 yard passes end up. I would like to see how he improves that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know you're upset because Arch Manning didn't get to play. No, but. I'm not upset because Arch Manning didn't get to play. They're really saving that red shirt. That's for sure. He he can play. Well, you know, it makes sense in a way. So. Because so no well, I mean, now, now we can now we can let him go free because we got four games left. If anything happens, we can just let him play, right? And yeah. that like, I I feel like they're trying to like have no tape on him for next year or the year after. Probably so. Probably which so. Sense, which I makes mean, sense in today's day and age with you know Michigan running around, going to games. How much you want to bet that they went to a Texas game and try to steal signals? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't put it past. I mean, those guys out there, I've realized, will, are pretty ruthless. They'll do kind of whatever it takes to win. I've realized that. I mean, and maybe that's why they do win. You know, maybe that's why they're arguably the top team in the entire country right now. So maybe we should sign still like that. I don't know. I mean, but I thought, listen, it could have been a lot worse of a game. Are we completely satisfied? No, but I will say this, Joe the fact that it's a 35 to 6 win. With a backup quarterback, not even that, a backup quarterback that is starting for the first time. I think the fact that Word and I kind of like left with a uh, somewhat of an unfulfilled taste in our mouth is a good thing, right? Yeah, I think I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Why do you, Why do you think it is? Well, because I think there was there was times that. Years ago, when we really sucked, I mean, we couldn't scrap two wins together in a row, first of all, to save our lives. But, you know, now, at the same time, it was a situation of every, every game was a, almost like a toss-up. You didn't know what what tech, you heard this all the time, I'm pretty sure we had said this. You don't know what Texas team is going to show up. The good one, the bad one, is it's a toss-up. You know, it's a coin flip, you don't know who's going to win. Um, most of the games are close, you know, the games that you're supposed to win, like, let's say for instance, this team who, who at the time was a five and two BY Cougars team, but you know, you could see the holes in their team, uh, and both their offense and their defense, you know, Slovis for what it's worth. It's not had the best go here at BYU. Um, they were losers and they were, sorry, they were two and two in the conference. They are now in the losing record in the conference, but all those things, this would have been a team that Texas in the past most likely would have probably played within seven points, I would assume, just knowing yeah. what we've talked about in the six years before that we before we started this podcast that they had to start the decade. So with all of that, I think it's pretty pretty telling that a 7-1 Texas team, a top-10 team, wait, first of all, wait, what, what, was that Oklahoma State team ranked? So the, the, only, this is the comparison that I'm bringing up here. The last time Texas was ranked basically in the top 10 was that was that year that we had with Mr. Tom Herman where we were ranked 6 going into Stillwater. Was was Oklahoma ranked at that point? Yeah. I don't know they, if they were. Oklahoma was cuz they? they were ranked higher than us in Red River and then we Oklahoma State. 
Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. No, Oklahoma State was like 25 or something, I think. Okay, see, so this is an instance where, like, it, it, it's a little bit BYU, you know, was for a couple of weeks teetering on that 25 line at the beginning of the season. And Texas at that time, with Tom Herman, they lost that game. And this is a game kind of the same way. You could have easily played this team, you know, I don't know, 14 to 6. It could have got really ugly, but you did your thing, man. You dropped 14, and in the second quarter, like you mentioned, when it was looked like for a second, here comes BYU, they started getting a little momentum, you know. Texas rattles off in the fourth quarter, another 14 points. They hold BYU to three in the third quarter. So I think it's that's that's a huge thing that we're not satisfied, and it was a 35-6 to six win. I mean, we've come a long way, a long, long way. way. A long way. And so you just got to keep pushing onward. Uh, this week we got Kansas State. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but So real quick, 35-6, to six, Texas beats BYU. They're 7-1 and one now. Now Steve Sarkeesian talked today. And yep. boy, did he make his Nick Saban pitch for the CFP. <laughs> and yeah, he uh, yeah. He says he argued that we have the best win in the country right now. The fact that we go into Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and beat a team that was fifty-two and one in the previous fifty-three games of us going in there. Oh, did this, is that where they cut off the quote? Yeah. Because the second part's really funny. I hear too. so much so about sec- how tough the SEC is by having there it any is. of those teams go to Alabama <laughs> and win either. So I feel pretty good about that. That was game. so He's gold. Right. He's right. Yeah, that Don't was shots. so gold. Don't yeah, shots. he was. That was my favorite part of that quote. I'm glad they put that in there. It's so true, though. You hear about how great, or A and M was just doing this, and they, you know, they lost too. It's like you hear how great the SEC is, and when in reality everybody's gone in there, no one's actually won, you know, except for us, basically. So. <laughs> He knows. He knows how to throw his little nuggets in there. But you're right. It felt like the I was I watched the entire thing and he was subtle about it up until that point. But it felt like the entire time that they asked him about the playoff, and it's because by the time this episode drops, we'll be what twelve hours you know ahead of when the actual first uh, CFP rankings drop. So right. it's coming up quick, and you know they were asking him about it, and they mentioned that do you care about placement or is it really just a look? this first go around is it really just to look to see what the committee is thinking. And he said it was too early to tell, but at the same time he was basically giving his pitch of like, you could, it just felt like he, he was like, well, you know, I think we're one of the best teams. Like you just read in the quote, the, the win and everything. And it just felt like he was trying to like advocate for being in that top six. Cause that's kind of what Texas is like fighting for right now, because what's been the debate this whole week, Joe is Oregon better than Texas or is Texas better than Oregon? And the fact that we're even talking about this makes me, like laugh that like we're in this situation it's crazy but yeah um, that that that's where that was it feels nice it was it? oh it definitely does but he was definitely if he wasn't doing it in my eyes if he wasn't i don't think he was doing it too direct but he was de- it was definitely there he was making a pitch and i see why you're gonna he's gonna have to yeah he's gonna well i don't think texas is gonna be anywhere close to the top four right now because michigan hasn't lost Georgia hasn't lost. Florida State hasn't lost. And probably, yeah, Washington but, and Ohio State Washington, right there. Washington, that's the other Washington two. In. But those teams, yeah. Michigan and Ohio State, have to play each other. So yeah. we need chaos. So that one's going to cancel out. We need chaos in the Big Ten because we need Ohio State to lose, actually. Yeah, that would be easier. Let Michigan be the team. Yeah. You and know, then because, Florida State's yeah. going to win out, probably. And then Georgia. We need. Georgia's just finding a way. Yeah, they're starting to come into their own, which is kind of 
sucky. They're 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 coming into their own finally. But we need. It feels like we're gonna need like a Washington loss, um, something like that. I don't know what the Pac-12 championship's gonna hold at the end of the year. I'm pretty sure I got a good picture. But regardless, you know, like if Washington loses that game, then and we went out, that's going to help us get in. It, it, what we can't do, I think, on, okay, here's the question. Does Texas, does a one-loss Texas beat every other one-loss champion? Or one-loss conference appearance? I think, I think they'd beat FSU. Okay. I think they'd beat, I think they'd beat Washington, too. I know I know we have that benchmark of last year, but that was last year. We didn't have, If we had Bijan playing in the Alamo Bowl, we would have smoked them. Yeah, probably so. so uh, probably so. So Michael and, Penix yeah. or whatever, yeah, good for you, dude. But like, I, I think I think Texas would be two out of those four teams at the top right now. Uh, we need, I because like that's my thing is like if we can just get one of those top four. If we can get four, five, and six all to have one loss and we win out, I I think Texas is gonna have a pretty good shot because yes, they do have the Alabama win, which for all intents and purposes, everybody was trying. Listen, this is what they do. This is what happened to Oklahoma this week. We beat Kansas. Oklahoma says, oh. You beat a backup quarterback. Well, why don't you try that one on for size, Oklahoma? <laughs> Same thing with Alabama. They said, oh, well, this is the worst team Alabama's had in years. Actually, not just years, maybe a decade. With And Milrow, he's not that good of a quarterback. And they got issues everywhere else. That team is now in the top ten. That, t- that team is really good. Yeah. So they, they try to discredit us, Joe, but we're here. We have the – it's true. We have the best win on the on the resume we're one loss to an Oklahoma team who's most likely, I would assume, is going to end up a top 15 team. So our loss isn't even that bad. A one loss Texas team, if they can just be tied with the with four, five, and six with one loss too and not have four undefeateds, I think we're going to have a good shot here. I'm not sure, but the yeah. fact we're talking about it's crazy. The fact we're talking about it's awesome, actually. I love it. I love it a lot. So, all right. So we're talking playoff. Uh, well, a big key to this playoff run it's coming this weekend and our old nemesis the wildcats yeah the wildcats they are the kansas state wildcats there you go (laughs) they are the kansas words are hard man words are hard yeah no broadcast kansas state wildcats in austin now do we want to talk about our pain and agony first or do we want to talk about no let's start there we need to address this is – I don't understand why Big Noon Kickoff is the primetime slot for Fox, but now that I am going to be directly affected by it, it needs to go. So for those who – I love Joel. I love Gus. But we can kick this thing tonight. So. <laughs> we, uh, for those who may not know, I haven't listened, first time listening, me and Creighton will be in Austin Saturday bright and early. <laughs> Bright and early. Oh, it won't be bright. <laughs> it won't be bright. <laughs> It'll be dark. It'll be dark and early. Yeah, we're leaving. Uh, we're leaving Arlington at four in the morning. God help us. Yes, four a.m. because Fox bought the, the game. The one, the one time I actually get a chance for now, I actually get a chance to go to Austin. My first time, and it's an eleven. I knew it too. I we knew that we called this before. We the have season. been talking about this for a while. Maybe we jinxed. It. I don't know, but like I, I know, I knew, I knew. And quite honestly, after the 35-6 win and the 41-0 win, and knowing K-State was going to be ranked and we were in the top eight, there was no I would have put a lot of money that that was going to be a night game. I cannot believe this is happening. We're not going to get to see the drone show. 
I know. That's what I'm upset about. I don't get to see these cool game day lights that everyone's we been talking about. We get to see the, However, the, smoke, the smoke, though. I do get to see the smoke, and I do enjoy the smoke, watching everybody get smoked out. It's pretty funny. But I I cannot believe that this is actually going to be an 11 a.m. kick. I don't understand. The night game's like Iowa State for this conference. It's like Iowa State and, like, I don't even know. Uh, they better not get too many night games. If, if Iowa State is a day game for us, I swear to God. I'm gonna cry. Oh, I'm gonna scream! <laughs> like whoever it is, whoever got the six star. I know, I know. Tech, I, put us on FS1. I would take an FS1 6 p.m. star. I'm just fine with that. Yeah. Tech got an FS1 6 p.m. start against whoever they're playing this week, um, TCU. And I'm trying to see who the other night game was for uh, Iowa State and Kansas gets the night game on ESPN at 6 p.m. Really? I get Kansas is cool, man, but really? That... Dang. So, yeah. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. That we're going to be out there. And that's just because we got yeah. we got to, you know, account for the 45 drive. minutes of Bucky's. Yes. Uh, well, regardless, if we didn't do Bucky's, we're leaving at 5. It's not that much worse. <laughs> so, it's not much better. So, it, it, it's going to be a day. It's going to... Are we staying out there the whole day? Well, you're driving, so I'm kind of at the mercy of you, sir. I would like to. I'd like to stay out there. I'd like to stay out there. I mean, not like we ain't going to Sixth Street at night, that's for sure. But, I know that. But, but like, yeah, yeah, get a nice dinner, hang out with some friends. I know we're gonna see Fancy Boots and Mark and maybe other Mark and Occupy Left Field Mark and uh, some other friends. Kyle Umlang's gonna be there. Umlang. He's book Umlang. signing, right? Yeah, he's book signing. Yeah. We're going to get there way too late for that. Or maybe we won't. Oh, no, he's book signing Friday, so yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no, it's good. And people are saying, you know, like, why don't you come Friday? I just, well, you know, Joe doesn't even get in until Friday. So this is just, it was it was keen Friday to be morning. an 11 a.m. start for us to get up at 4. And uh, it's we're just going to, for the horns, they, we, they stay up, man, all the time. The Even with droopy eyes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm gonna, and hopefully, hopefully, it's not cold. Now the weather you said says like 70 degrees, but I swear, if for some reason there's a cold front and the wind is going up, I, I I'm go, I am going to be, I'm gonna be miserable. I am not gonna be, like imagine like we're up in the heavens and the wind's just whipping up there. Oh god. <laughs> well, it was cold the last we went to the spring game and like. April, yeah, it was freezing. Uh, 2019, it was freezing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. That wasn't like it was a joyous time in the spring. It was cold. No, it was really we were cold. Huddled. Yeah. So yeah. let's look at the tail of the tape. We're gonna though. be there though. We're, we're gonna be there. We are gonna be there. So if you see us, say hi, or don't. We'll be wearing matching Arch Manning jerseys. Right. We'll be. <laughs> we're gonna like suck you. We're gonna like suck you. <laughs> Uh, if we if it, it's not because Joe's not mad at you, it's because he's tired. That's all. When he, oh, if that's one hundred percent. If you yeah. need to say anything, I have resting. Yeah. I have RBF. Anyways, it's gonna be worse. It's gonna be a lot oh, worse. Oh God, have mercy. But um, so let's well, once at, you get like eight eight beers in your system, maybe you'll lighten up. Less tired, still RBF. <laughs> okay. But uh, let's talk a tail of tape here. Kansas State six and two, four and one in conference. They lost to Oklahoma, right? No. They don't, they don't play Oklahoma this year. Who did they lose to in conference? Mm-mm. They lost to the boys of... Oklahoma State! Oh, yes, the, the other Oklahoma. The Pokes. Yes. But they just 
they did what we should have done against Houston. Smoked them. Yeah. They smoked TCU too, and they beat Texas Tech by 17. Oh boy. Oh the joy. <laughs> I'm now scared. And you're what? I'm scared. Oh, I thought you said you're not. No, I'm scared because oh. I mean. Yeah. There's a lot to dissect here. <laughs> they gain about 10 more yards on average a game, and they give up about 20 yards on average more than we do. Like, it's it's a pretty evenly matched game. It Now, it's not a night game in Manhattan. That scared me last year when I went to that one. But I think they'll I, – right. I, feel, I feel confident in the Longhorns here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's going to be a – a big test for Texas. Um, they play a dual quarterback system, I'm correct, I think, in Kansas State. Yeah, they play both quarterbacks. I mean, Will Howard's kind of been the guy the past two weeks, but they uh, they got they got this thing going, and you know it's kind of worked out for them. They lost early to Missouri, thirty to twenty seven, and then they obviously lost by eight to Oklahoma State. You know, they're six and two, four and one, but you could argue. I know Texas is 7-1, and one and they're like a top-10 team, but you could argue Kansas State right now might be the hottest team in the Big 12 just off of their past couple wins. Uh, it would probably be Texas if they didn't have the Houston uh, situation. But Kansas State's coming in probably with, the, with a lot of not just energy, but a lot of confidence in what they bring to the table. It's, it, it's going to be tough for Texas. It's nice that it's not a... Like you said, a home game in Manhattan at night for K-State. But if Texas comes out sloppy, and it's not that they haven't come out sloppy all year, but if they don't, and we can discuss scoring in a, in a second, but if they come out and they let this team hang around Joe in the fourth quarter when they shouldn't, when they shouldn't be, when it's evident that they shouldn't, I'm not saying if it's a close game, that's different. But if Texas is getting chances and they're not capitalizing on them and they let them hang around, this is a team that we've kind of mentioned would be a team that if you give them life, they're going to catch you at the end. And that's what makes me nervous is that because if Texas loses another game, well, everything's out the window. Everything's out the window. Everything. Everything you're playing for. So it's going to be a nerve-wracking game. We're going to probably scream. You'll hear us from the heavens. Yeah, we're uh, bad. I don't think I always say I'm not that bad, and then the game starts, and I'm pretty insufferable. I'm. It's worse. We are really, we are really obnoxious at the Oklahoma game. I don't even, I don't care. Like that's good. I just, I just know that we were probably everybody was like these guys are annoying. <laughs> so yeah, but it's okay. It was, we lost. Oh, but I think well, we still talk trash when we lost. I think we lost if we were still talking mess. Nice. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, it's, I think it's, that's what we were doing. We're realists. We've always said we're realists. So we yeah. will. We if they deserve to be talked shit about, we're gonna talk shit about them. But no, it's it, but it's true. We praise the good and condone and uh, what's not condone? What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> help, Brayden! Help! Help! Okay. Oh, condemn you! Condemn, condemn, condemn the bad. Condemn, I, there you yes, go. Condemn the bad. So there you go. I think that there's a uh, a couple things that you can look at with this game that's going to really be the tell of who wins and not. I think one huge factor before we actually probably get into the actual elephant in the room. Let's start with uh, Jonathan Brooks. This is 
it's going to be a game where, man, their core, I mean, Giddens, their rusher, he's pretty good too. He's got 116. He's got 722, 16 carries, sorry, 116 carries. He's got 722 for yards, and then he's got seven touchdowns, which is equal to Jonathan. I mean, I don't think there's any question that Jonathan Brooks is obviously the better the better running back, but whoever can establish the run is probably going to have a lot easier time in winning this game. And Texas, by far none, if they can get this run going, it is going to help them out tremendously. And I think, was it this Saturday? I think a lot of people were saying, hey, how come like we don't just run Jonathan Brooks more? I mean, they ran him a fair amount, but I think everybody's been asking that for a few weeks. Like, hey, let's, let's, let's let Brooks, especially in red zone situations, and let's let him like get cooking a little bit. He's almost got a thousand yards on the season. If he can establish his run, Joe, it's going to be a lot easier for Malik Murphy, nonetheless, and Texas as well. Yep. Run the damn ball and then the passing game will open up. Now, what's the elephant in the room? I'm confused. Here. The red zone. The red. Oh God. The I'm red zone offense, which, which is where at this point I've kind of, I was having this realization while I was listening to the conference this morning and probably about 30 minutes where we got on here. We're eight games in, Joe. I know we talk about trying to fix it, but at what point do you say this is the Texas team that is the Texas, you know, like is this is this the bugaboo for the Texas team is the red zone offense, which is a scary one to have, but we're eight games in, five games into the conference, and they're still talking about trying to figure it out, having issues. So the identity of this team is sometime going to have to, we're going to have to admit it. And that's what I'm nervous about is if they can't score with the top 25 team in the red zone, what happens then? Because they're not getting points in the yes. red zone. Yeah, no, no, I mean, they're, they're not. not. They're not because then they go for a fourth down. And they don't get it because everyone and their mother knows what they're going to run. He goes for every fourth down, does he not? He does. And I, he does not take any points. It's like Joey McGuire <laughs> on steroids. Like he doesn't take any points. No, like take the points. Like if, if you're the red zone, let's try the one yard line, and you know for sure you're going to make it. Take. I'm only getting prepared for this. Wow. Wake up. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, take the points, Sark. Please, like, because. We we left six points on the board. It would have been forty-one to six. And I have to I have to say, like, if you get if you just take those points, it. I'm not sure because I don't have a crystal ball, so I can't go back and tell what the game would have done. But it feels like if you get those points, the game plan for both teams changes drastically. Yeah, it does. And that's that that's a cause of concern for me is that if you take the points, well, what does Kansas State do then? Does do they change? Do you are you able to change? But because you don't take the points, well, now the game is closer than it probably should have been, and we're having to worry about that. And it's gonna it's gonna come to that point. And this is the this is a top twenty five team. You can't mess around. You give them reasons to stay around in this ball game, they'll find a reason to beat you. Howard's good enough to do it. He has seven interceptions on the year, which isn't that great, but he can get the ball in the end zone. And when they score a red zone defense and everybody on, I mean, a red zone touchdown on offense and everybody freaks out on Twitter. That's a bad sign for yeah. a team that is averaging over 30 points. It's crazy to think that they can't get anything going in that, in that, the 20 yards into the end. It's crazy. It's, I'd say, and it's that's what it just scares. I say it's the 10 yards, 10 yards. When they get inside the 10, sure, I, okay. I freak out. And I don't know why, I don't know why the, it feels like the play calling has been abandoned when we get to that point, but it sure does feel like that, right? Right, it does. It, it's, it's weird. It's honestly really weird. 
And I don't, I'm, I'm about done with the Savion Red package. I like him as a player. I think he should get to play more, but we're starting to get into that, oh, they know what they're doing. And that, that, that I don't like that. But if you can, if they can score in the red zone, and this is not just for this game, but going forward, but this game is the one that's in front of you. If you could score in the red zone, you can get Jonathan Brooks going. Even an Xavier Worthy. I mean, you got to help out Malik as much as possible. Not to say that Malik sucks. I don't think Malik sucks, but it's going to be his second start for this team. And you can't expect him to do the things as comfortable as like a Quinn Ewers would do, even though Quinn Ewers sometimes makes mistakes. You can't expect him just to be tremendously improved from, you know, seven days before. He's going to be pre- he's going to be better. But he's still going to have some issues that are going to be, you know, second time game starting jitters. But what I liked what Steve said in, in earlier today is that he's glad that Malik Murphy got out some of the kinks in this kind of game against BYU instead of the Kansas State game. Some of the issues. <sighs> I don't know what to say, Creighton. I don't know what to say, really. I, I don't know what to say, really. Golly, it's six it sounds inches like, right in front of your face. Sounds like the more and more I talk, the more I, t- I keep you. I, I, I'm, I'm making you go off the, the Texas winning ledge, and it looks like you're. Are you losing hope? <laughs> I'm not losing hope. I, if they suck again in the red zone, I'm giving up on the red zone forever, and ever. I think we have to. You have to. I mean, they're eight games in. Are they just gonna magically fix it? No. That's my that's my thing. God, why can't we like we fixed this first half second half problems from last year? Sure did. But now with the red zone's a problem, and I don't God. get it. Why can't and everything it, just it, go right for this team? I know, and I'm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why it looks the way it looks, but it's almost just like you gotta you gotta throw it before you get into the twenty or the ten to score it's the strangest thing in the world and this is the second time um they left points against byu they left points against houston um they i gotta think of where else they left points i'm sure they left points against oklahoma in the red zone i'm not saying you have to score on every one of them but this is like the fourth week in a row that steve has come out and said he's frustrated with the you know the red zone offense and they've been asking him questions about it and we're getting into the point where you you can't really lose anymore (laughs) so I don't, but that's to say that with all that being said, that, that it's not the fact that these are, these are nitpicking things on a 7-1 Texas team. This is a Texas team that's very good, and I'm very happy that we're in this place because we could easily be a 3 or 4-loss team right now like we have been in the past, and I don't want to go back to that at all. That was not fun. So I will take nitpicking this team that has 7 wins. Opposed yeah. to, you know, whatever the alternative that is. I know. I'm really liking that. Like, I'm still into this season now. Eight games in. Nine games in. Nine I know. In. I know. Usually by now, like, I'm still rooting for them. and I'm still watching the games. But it's like, well, we're playing for the Alamo Bowl. Okay, cool. Okay. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, we are. Yeah, it's true. We, at this point, we're usually trying to figure out, okay, like, is this a good win? Would this help out? You know, this is a good you know, benchmark for Texas moving forward. And now it's kind of win all these games so you can get into the playoff. And that, that kind of goes to what Steve has done. 
He's been an absolute amazing recruiter here for the years that he's been doing it. And we also got to give credit to PK. I know we give him crap on here, but like I said with the red zone offense, eight games in, they might be our they might be who they are. Let's be real, Joe. Eight games in, the defense has been shut down for more times than not this entire year. And wow, have we have not seen that in a while. Usually we're talking Swiss cheese at this point. Oh god, Swiss cheese! That's a callback <laughs> from last year. <laughs> but uh but Usually yes. that's what's happening. So let's go into this prediction now. I got thirty five thirty two Texas Creighton. Oh, you're close, close. I know. I don't know if maybe I gave him too many points. Maybe I gave him No, no, points. that's no. Okay, 35-32. No. Courage your convictions. Come on now. 35-32 that's what you Texas. Believe. I hope All I'm right. wrong. I hope it's a lot more of a blowout for us, but <laughs> You don't want to close game and while you're there? No, no, I'm good. I don't need a heart attack. No, that's true. I don't um, have a heart attack from the Bucky's burritos. Oh god. At four in the morning. Four in the morning. I I think that this game is going to be it's gonna it's it's gonna be rough um, in terms of it might not be too pretty it's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle I would look to run the ball if I was Texas a lot I do think Malik can pass it I do think he'll get to pass it but I would lean on Jonathan Brooks a lot to get a bunch of ground yards maybe get some touchdowns of his own and. You know, I doubted Texas last week after coming off a really ugly-looking Houston game. Did not think that they were going to pick it back up and look a lot better against BYU, but they did, and that kind of shows me what kind of team we got here, you know, with only one loss. And for that reason, I'm back on I'm back on it, man. I'm back on it. I'm going to pick the Longhorns to win against the Wildcats. I'm a, I, you'd, be, it, you'd be fool not to pick them over 30 because Texas has scored 30 points basically every game now, so... I will go Texas. I'm going to go the same winning score you got with 35. And I will give K-State 24. 35-24. Texas wins. We go 8-1. and one, And we look ahead to the Horn Frogs. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we'll win because we're going to be there. I want to save the ticket on my phone so I can have a memento. What if we lose? I'm going to delete it from my phone. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I've I've been to, I've been to plenty of them. I've been to plenty of losses. I don't think have I ever seen. I don't know if I've ever watched K State play. I think that's one of the very few Big Twelve teams I haven't seen. Yeah, that's what I saw them last year. So yay for getting to watch them again! Hooray! Yeah, you've seen like, you've seen K State two years in a row. Who else have you seen? Oklahoma. You've seen Nebraska like seven years <laughs> in a row. Seven years. <laughs> You see, it feels like you go to every Nebraska game. Somehow you've only been there a few years, but you've been to like every one for the past decade. Well, Oklahoma, I worked, I worked the home games, dang it. I worked the home games my first year here, so I kind of had to go to the games. <laughs> I went to, I went went to, to two I went to two last year, and I went to three this year. Five total. Five total games. Get off my butt. They still chopping it up there at Memorial Stadium? Literally chopping it up. They they still they still delusional over there. They are still delusional. Nah, they're not that. Del- actually, they're they're one game away from a bowl game. So it, you know, as someone who wow, doesn't play them that's anymore, actually a huge step. <laughs> as well as someone who doesn't root for, uh, who doesn't play them anymore and who owns the all time record in the last Big Twelve championship, I <laughs> you know I hope they make a bowl game. Good for them. They've missed out on bowl games for what the past. Twenty sixteen. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a while. Yeah, so at least we're not they, that bad. They deserve it. Yeah. 
Want to go to San Antonio I mean, again, Creighton? Oh my gosh! Uh, but no, yeah. Hopefully, if, Nebraska, hey, if you lose, that's going to be in the card. So let's not. Hopefully, Nebraska makes it. Uh, uh, makes it one more. I think they play Michigan State this week, so they should be able to make a bowl game. So, kudos. Yeah, to them. that's true. Do you think? Do you think that Malik Murphy has the goods to beat a K State team if they're playing the best of that they are? Oh, they will. Like, let's say K State. It's their Super Bowl. No, let's no. Let's say K State comes out. Like crazy, and they're really good. Do you think Malik Murphy, as a backup, can do it? I think he can. Can weather that storm. I think okay. he can, as long as the O line can stop the defensive line. That O line, except Hayden Connor. Hayden yeah. Connor's playing great. We love Hayden Connor. Oh, amazing! Right next to oh, shout out Jake Matrix is also back. You know, and it's been nice to see. I'm glad he kind of came back after a scare there. You know, in in Dallas. So you know, we we've been surprisingly. Granted, it is our quarterback that's hurt, but surprisingly, we're not dealing with too many issues on the injury bug. But I, I man, this feels like I'm not trying to overhype this game, but wow, it it feels like the season right here. If it it really does, and we picked a good one, and quite honestly, if you this game should have been a night game, but here we are. Going at 4 a.m. in the morning. We'll document. I'll let y'all. I'll let y'all know how bad it's going on the trip. Oh, on yeah, the way up there, I'm sure Joe's gonna be. Like I said, I don't do quiet sleep. car rides. Oh well. I... No, you don't get to sleep. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. You don't get to sleep. Oh, oh no no. If I'm up, you're up. Oh no 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 no. You don't right. get to sleep. This is gonna be wonderful. So yeah, if you're in Austin and you want to see us, DM the Twitter. I'll be on it. Taking pictures, taking there pictures of us at the games. We're really gonna be matching, aren't we? We're really gonna be. <laughs> All right. Hey, if we lose, though, I mean, I'm down up. for it. Oh well, why not? I mean, why not? I mean, I got a plat. I mean, I could wear my McCoy jersey, but eh. No, you got. Where, where the guys on the team? We'll wear. We'll wear the Manning jerseys. Manning. If he plays, we're gonna look like we're gonna look really smart. Oh, these guys knew what's up. Really smart. Yeah. Yeah. These these guys, they oh, they knew what's up. <laughs> like that's the. Maybe he'll get – I don't know if we'll see a sighting. That's kind of been the question everyone's been asking, you know, is now that Quinn is not playing week to week, who knows? I don't – but is is Arch going to get to play any? Quite honestly, Joe, it felt like in the BYU game at the very end he was going to get to, but um, Steve had mentioned that he did not feel – not comfortable. He felt like he wanted his Malik and that team to get more uh, repetitions together and, and get – a, a better what's the word um i guess just more comfortable with each other and get you know, a, mo- a mojo going and i think then that's why i kind of you didn't see arch there but maybe we'll see arch this week you know if it's a 40 point blowout i don't know i mean i would like to i would that'd be fun but it, it's gonna be a good time in austin it is i think we're gonna have a fun time over pancakes and orange juice but you know are we gonna go watch game day uh, big new kickoff. Sorry, they don't call it game day. We're gonna go. We're gonna go heckle Urban Meyer for not coming to the Horns. Yeah, we're gonna go heckle him. We're gonna heckle him. We're gonna Good. go to Longhorn game day. We're gonna see our friends. It's gonna be a fun time. Fozzie Whitaker, who's a close friend of the show now, he retweeted us. I know you retweeted us. Shout out Fozzie. How you like some of that? That was That's awesome. Right. Great tweet. Great Charizard costume. Charizard. Um, I'll miss those guys. That's gonna no. It's fun, and also they're throwing out merch, by the way, Joe, because it's the last year, so they throw out Longhorn Network merch while they're doing the show. 
So there you go. But have you ever watched? You never been to Bevo Boulevard on like a game day, game day. So I'm not only for the spring game. Ooh, so. maybe, maybe, maybe the maybe the Longhorn City Limits artist will be really good. You know, they got Nelly a couple weeks ago, and then they got some other guys. You know, they they do a pretty okay job. Maybe it'll be. Maybe for you, maybe Kevin Costner will be doing his oh, yeah. music, music, music career Shut at, up. The, at LCL. Maybe he'll be Shut pulling out some cover songs. Up. Shut up. All right. Well, we're going to get out here before you, uh, before you uh, roast me to smithereens. But always remember, <laughs> the eyes of Texas are upon you. We'll see you in Austin and hope.